ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, what I'm going to talk about is the old saying, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Now, I know if you've been around for a little while, you've heard that term probably more than you can count. But I found in my lifetime that that is actually quite true. And um, I was thinking about some things. And I heard that saying the other day, and it immediately immediately brought me back to a couple of instances of people that I've come across, myself included, where you kind of wish for something and you ask for something and you really, really want it to happen. And then when it does, you're really not prepared for what happens next. And so, like I said, most of you listening have heard that term before. Be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. And when you get it, you know, will you be ready and able to handle it? For most people, probably not. <laughs> Case in point, um, I had a coworker at one point in time. Um, this was years ago. And let's say his name is Devin. <laughs> uh, Devin and I worked together side by side. And uh, Devin had been at the company that we work for, uh, I want to say maybe about two years prior to me arriving at the company. Uh, Devin was cool. Uh, I didn't have any problem with Devin. You know, we got along pretty good. We laughed and, uh, you know, we got our work done. Um, I'm the type of cat. I really don't, you know, (laughs) I'm really not there to make friends. I guess that's what the best way I could put it. Uh, Now, if I happen to become friends with someone at work, then that's cool. But man, just give me my check. Give me my respect. I don't need anything else. I, I don't, you know, I don't need to be your buddy. I don't need to go fishing with you. I don't need to, um, you know, be invited to your parties. Uh, none of that. And sometimes, you know, if I'm invited, I don't show up anyway. (laughs) But, uh, nonetheless, um, like I said, Devin and I were cool. Uh, Devin, for the most part, was a guy who worked pretty hard and, um, you know, he got his job done. He was well-liked. I can't really say that he was, uh well-respected. I think people, people thought he was, you know, a a pretty decent guy or whatever. Um, you know, but he was just like everybody else, you know, trying to make it, trying to, you know, move up or whatever. And, you know, when Devin got there, he let it be clear that, you know, he had aspirations on becoming a part of management. Well, That comes with a caveat because, you know, sometimes you can want something and, you know, find out that it's not necessarily what you may think it's cracked up to be what you get it. Um, But I would say the first six months, maybe a year that I worked with Devin, like I said, we were cool. 
Everything was great. Uh, we worked in the same office. Uh, Devin eventually got promoted to be like uh, manager of our office. Um, and, uh, you know, Devin was like I said, we, we, we worked together very well. Um, even going from working side by side to uh, a position where he was now above me, if you will, uh, as far as being my supervisor, nothing changed. Um, he and I still had a great working relationship and, uh, you know, there was mutual respect there. You know, he didn't get into my way. I didn't get in his way. And, uh, you know, everything was cool. Uh, but again, even at that smaller level, Devin still had his eyes on uh, being in an, in the next level of upper upper management, if you will. <clears throat> so Devin, uh, <laughs> Devin decided to, you know, kind of take things into his own hands. And, um, you know, Devin was single at the time uh, and. I want to say one of the executives in the company was also single as well. And I happened to intercept a phone conversation uh, with one of the district managers and Devin. And, you know, Devin, there was a call that he was taking in his office, but I just happened to walk into his office. And, you know, he was being very, very. Uh, <laughs> the look, I'll just put it like this. The look that he had on his face, plus the tone in which he was talking. I knew he was talking to someone where he was trying to spit game, right? That wasn't a regular business phone call. And when he told me who it was after he hung up the phone, I'm like, okay, so you're trying to kick it to the district manager. You trying to, you, you, you really trying to smash the district manager. You think that's go, you, you think you go just, just bone your way up to the top. <laughs> And apparently he did. Unbeknownst to me, as well as everybody else in our company, uh, Devin had something going on with one of the district managers who happened to be married at the time. And uh, so fast forward, this affair goes on uh, for the better part of six months. And guess who gets a promotion? You guessed it, Devin. <laughs> Devin has boned his way to district manager. So now he is not only, you know, uh, in a position of authority, he has, you know, compromised his job, if you will, and, uh, you know, compromised himself and his morals, if you will, whatever the case may be. So Devin gets to be the district manager, right? You want to take a guess how long he lasted at that job, at that position? Three weeks. <laughs> Three weeks. Um, unbeknownst to him, Devin had sent between Devin and the district manager whom he had been sleeping with. Uh, there were some uh, racy emails, if you will. Uh, there was a picture of Devin uh, who decided to send a dick pic <laughs> over company email uh, to this district manager and somebody in IT caught it. I don't know if 
someone was told to look for it or if someone was just being nosy but one would think that you know and this is in the early 2000s so technology really wasn't what you might think it would be but nonetheless uh he got fired (laughs) he got fired and the woman that he was sleeping with the married woman he was having an affair with she got fired too (laughs) be careful what you ask for because you just might get it the next story i got um a friend of mine well I can't really call her a friend. I'll say she was an associate, right? Um, This young lady, uh, she was always going around talking about guys, which is, you know, typical. I mean, hey, knock yourself out. But she would always talk about guys and she would always have this one saying, If there was a guy that she really, 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 really liked, she would say, you know what? I like him. I wouldn't mind having his baby. (laughs) Now, I don't know who in their right mind would just say something that crazy, but she would say it quite often. I like him. I wouldn't mind having his baby now keep in mind that you know listen kids are great i love kids i have four of my own (laughs) i have four because i don't want five right so they're the best things that ever happened to me god has truly blessed me with four beautiful children uh but i wasn't necessarily trying to randomly make children with you know people on the street you know i found somebody i married her we got together and we had these four kids together uh and that's usually the way it works or there's usually some type of compatibility between the two people who decide to have a child um but she would just say this about random people and i know some of it was tongue-in-cheek But I think deep down, Morgan really, really meant it. So fast forward, we happen to be hanging out one night, right? Hanging out at this club, (laughs) hanging out at this club downtown Atlanta. Uh, Shout out to Whiskey Peach. Um, Rest in peace. Had some great nights at Whiskey Peach. Remind me to come back on this podcast. I wish I had time to tell you about some of the baddest nights I had at Whiskey Peach. Standing on couches in the VIP section, acting a fool. Um, but it's not about me. Anyway, so <laughs> so um so we at VIP, we we at uh Whiskey Peach one night and we see, you know, a guy, I, I don't even know the guy's name, but we were pretty regular, like our little crew or whatever. Um, we're pretty regular Whiskey Peach on Friday nights. That was our spot to hit, like our little team or whatever. we go in there and just have a good time. Uh, as a crew of us, we were probably about seven, eight deep, you know, men and women. And we were all friends, associates, whatever. we go in there and have nobody's, you know, trying to holler at each other. We're just in there just kicking and having a good time, 
right? So Morgan sees this guy and this guy, has, he's he's there every week, just like we are. And, you know, she told me like she saw me like what happened was I never forget. They were playing um, Biggie. One more chance. And I was going to the dance floor and I had a drink in my hand and he bumped into me. And he was like, yo, my bad. And when he bumped into me, I spilled a drink. He was like, yo, let me get you another one. So I was like, all right, cool. He's like, come with me. So we walked over. He was like, I, whatever you got, I got you. So he got me another drink. <clears throat> so when she saw, when Morgan saw me talking to this guy, she said, yo, who is that you were talking to? And I was like, well, I don't know the dude's name, but, you know, I was talking to him. I said, he bumped into me. I spilled my drink. He wanted to buy me another drink. And she was like, he is so fine. I want to have his baby. <laughs> really? I mean, Biggie's playing right now. You talk about having a guy's baby. And so the next week, as soon as we get in Whiskey Peach, you know, having a good time, drinking, having a, you know, having a ball, listening to music, she sees him and she makes a beeline toward him. And I mean, she just goes straight to him. And, you know, she just starts talking to him. And I think he was a little taken aback because, you know, she really kind of came out of nowhere. He didn't see her coming, but she she had her eyes on him from the moment he walked into the club. So they start kicking it. They dance, you know, exchange numbers, you know, the whole nine. Uh, She hit me up a couple of days later. Like, yo, I talked to him. He's so nice. He's this. He's that. She's telling me all of his stuff statistics he's a great guy you know he graduated from georgia tech and he's uh, he's a he's gonna be a doctor and all of this other stuff i want to have his baby okay (laughs) and so a couple of weeks pass and you know we go back to whiskey peach and there he is again and this time they spend the whole night together you know we didn't even see morgan most of the night she was dancing with him And so subsequently that night, Morgan goes home with him. And I think I talked to Morgan maybe about three or four days after that. And Morgan tells me that, you know, (laughs) she gave up the draws. (laughs) And guess what? That night, Morgan got pregnant. Didn't really know much about the guy, but here she was having his baby. And subsequently, things really didn't work out. Um, A couple of months into her pregnancy, unfortunately, they fell out. Whatever friendship or relationship that they had didn't work. He ended up moving away and she had the baby. And, you know, some 13, 14 years later, you know, I think he's still pretty active in the child's life, but they don't have a relationship. But she wanted a baby. Be careful what you ask for. Because you just might get it. And last but not least, there's a story about me, of course. Uh, As you know, (laughs) from time to time, I will indulge you guys. You guys like when I tell stories about myself. Um... I did have a story about a girl. (laughs) Uh, This is when I was in college. I think I was like, 
I was like a sophomore, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like my sophomore year at uh, South Carolina State University. Shout out to my alma mater. Um, I was at this point in my life where like I wanted a girlfriend. And, you know, I think we all get to a point, you know, where you want to be single. And then sometimes you get to a point where you want to be in a relationship. And at this particular time, I wanted to be in a relationship. Uh, And that's just where I was. And I was like, I don't know, for lack of a better term, I think I was kind of hell bent on being in a relationship. And, you know, I really (laughs) I really wasn't using the best of judgment (laughs) in trying to find girls to be in a relationship. Uh, cause, cause at that time I was just like, I was, I was trying to go all in. Like I wasn't really trying to, uh, you know, kind of slow and take the process or anything. I just, I wanted a girlfriend plain and simple. I wanted a girlfriend and, uh, this was, you know, you, you know, my motto, I want a girl when I want a girl. And this was a particular time where I wanted a girl. <laughs> so, but again, be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. Anyway, so I meet this girl on campus and um, she is like so cool. We we met, uh, you know, through some friends or whatever. Just we met at a party, just standing around talking, really. Uh, we had a couple of friends who were mutual friends and um, we just started talking at a party. It was nothing more, nothing less. And that was it. And um, and everything was cool. And then I saw her again like a couple of days later on campus by the gym and we exchanged phone numbers and um you know it was cool i got to talking to her first and foremost like she was mad cute right so that was (laughs) that was a plus (laughs) she was mad cute and so um i was very intrigued by our conversations uh she was very very deep um I'm talking, you know, on the mental pro black, (laughs) put on a dashiki deep. (laughs) So uh, our conversations were really, really cool. And so um, I was I was impressed. You know, I was really impressed. And I I don't necessarily know if she was trying to impress me, but I was very impressed. And then one day she hit me up and she was like, yo, do you want to go to dinner? And I was like, sure. I mean, why wouldn't I? I'm a broke college student. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna turn down dinner, especially if you're paying. <laughs> so uh I was like, I'm I'm free. I was there was nothing I, I didn't have anything going on that particular night. I finished practice and uh and you know the night was free. I didn't have any studying to do. So we went to dinner. She took me to this really nice restaurant. And um so we're in the restaurant and she was like, Hey, I have a gift for you. And I was like, word. And she goes in her bag and she pulls out this like bracelet, like a, a Figaro bracelet, <laughs> a gold Figaro bracelet, and which is dope back in the 90s. So I'm not into jewelry like that, but it was nice. So I was like, yo, thanks. I really appreciate it. And um And so I was blown away. So here it is. You know, we got great conversation. She got me a gift. And then I think like we talked for maybe a couple more weeks. And then I remember one weekend uh, I was going home 
and um you know she called me when i went home and you know this because this was long distance <laughs> so anyway uh this goes on this is like two weeks so so this is going strong so here it is i want a girl and she might be the one until she wasn't um so i went home one weekend and she called me that weekend so when i got back we had agreed to you know hang out or whatever so i went to her dorm and when i went to her dorm we stood in front of her dorm and we talked and we talked for i don't know maybe about an hour or so and so i was like all right well i'm gonna walk back to my dorm i'll call you later Oh, no, I said, just call me later. And and so. This was back in the day when there were answering machines, right? So I had an answer machine. So it's literally a three minute walk from her dorm to my dorm. Keep that in mind, three minutes. And so what I did was. When I left her, I walked back to my dorm, but I didn't go straight to my room. I went to, you know, one of my boys' rooms. They went in there playing, <laughs> and they're playing Sega Genesis, and we got to talking. And you know, I kind of lost track of time. And I, it may have been an hour between the time that uh, I left her and the time that you know I got back to my dorm. When I got in the room and checked my voice messages on my answer machine, I had 23 messages from her. 23 messages within an hour. Hey, this is bleep. Just calling. You told me to call you, so I was just calling. Call me back. Click. Message two. Hey, this is bleep. I left you a message earlier. Don't know if you got it. Just calling you back. Give me a call back. Click. Hey, it's me. I'm thinking about you. Where are you? Click. Beep. Hey, it's me again. Not sure if you got my other messages. (laughs) Bruh. 23 voicemails who in the hell leaves somebody 23 voicemails i have this theory if you if you don't get me on the first time leave me a voicemail that's it you don't have to you don't have to call back i was done that was it (laughs) i should have not accepted the figaro bracelet i probably shouldn't have accepted dinner but that was a warning. Those were the warning signs. That right there, that fo- those voice messages, that let me know she's crazy. I can't do this. I I know I, I I cannot do this. So I called her the next day and I was like, look, you know what? It's probably best if I give you back your bracelet and we just be cool. And that was it. She didn't like it, but that's what I get for warning a girlfriend. I kept telling everybody, yo, I want a girlfriend. I want a girlfriend. Be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. 
that's going to do it for me. Thanks again for checking out the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.